What's up, Internet? It's Monday, May 25th. My name is David Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. We get nerdy nightly. And we thought we'd share it with you. Welcome back to the Nerdy Nightly Podcast, this time with video. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. We're trying this out, and then, you know, we'll do better next time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today is uh, May 25th, which is obviously a very special day. Because very special. The original Star Wars, A New Hope, came out on this day. If you are a fan of that series, we have an extra special video coming out later today on the YouTube channel <laughs> celebrating that. You're going to love it, I promise. <laughs> Am I going to love it? Yeah, you're going to love it the most. <laughs> <laughs> it's a strong prediction. But weirdly, we're not we're not talking source today. That's not the plan, anyway. Because mm-hmm. despite the ongoing global health pandemic, there was big news this week. Yeah. From a source I thought, we, I, I really thought we were never going to get this news. I was not of the mind that we were ever going to hear true official news about the release of the Snyder Cut. And yet here we are. Yeah, the world really is ending. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is the like fourth apocalypse. Sorry, that's bleak. Fourth horse of the apocalypse? Yeah, horseman. Fourth horseman (laughs) of the apocalypse. I saw that X-Men movie. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, we won't talk about that one on the podcast. Um, So... uh, the fun part about this for me was finding out that <laughs> you had no idea who Zack Snyder was, nor had you seen any movie he'd ever directed. Uh, yeah, that's uh, true. Because you've never you've never seen Watchmen either. No. Yeah, I, I I don't think you've seen a movie that he's made. No. Until we got the news, and then I was like, "Well, let's watch Man of Steel, the Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice." Yeah. And the Joss Whedon cut, even though it is still technically directed by Zack Snyder, the Mm -hmm. credits will say that he directed that movie, the Joss Whedon cut of Justice League, which you have now seen. I have. (laughs) (laughs) I have seen it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you know what? Like, wow. I, (laughs) I have to say, after watching... All three of those movies. I'm not really excited <laughs> for the Snyder Cut. I, yeah. I, Man of Steel, I thought was good. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. It was a fine movie. Batman versus Superman was rough. Um, <laughs> Neither of us have seen the Ultimate Edition. No, that's true. It was the, what, two and a half hour edition, which really the felt way cut. too long. Which yeah it felt way too, i was like how is this movie still going and this is coming from like extended edition lord of the rings only you yeah. know what i mean but the thing about the extended edition of lord of the rings is that be, and i i always feel this about book uh, movies that come from books that the way that books have chapters lends itself to a longer viewing experience when they're adapted well because mm-hmm. there are stories within the story that have a natural beginning and end. Right. What kind of happens when I feel like movies go that length, but don't have a sort of natural mid 
end of a story to launch into the second half of the movie. Like, I feel like Endgame does that really well, where there's uh, a number of short films sort of happening. Mm -hmm. You have the, like, initial fight against the original Thanos, and then you have the time heist, and then there's the final fight. And those feel like three separate sort of adventures that you go on. Yeah. Batman v Superman in the theatrical cut, and people say that the Ultimate Edition fixes this, and, you know, maybe... I'll watch it one day. But the first two hours of the movie is trying to figure out what's going on. It's so disjointed. And and there's despite the fact that I'm saying like it, there's one thing that you're trying to figure out, there's so many things happening. Yeah. I kept turning to you and being like, what? <laughs> and it's the most cynical version of those characters. Yeah. Like it's the, it's the saddest... It's it's so it's so dark that when Joss Whedon comes in to do Justice League and he has the whole storyline of Aunt May losing Kent Farm or Aunt May oh my God this is not Spider Man wow um, we're in the wrong universe yeah uh, you know the same character morally the, tr- her um, name is important her name is remember so important. you can't you can't mess up her name you can't mess up her name it's a key plot point when Martha Kent loses the Kent Farm in Justice League. It doesn't seem like that would be the bleakest storyline in a Superman comic. But in Justice League, you're like, oh, man, how are the down on their luck Kent's going to pull through? Like, it seems yeah. almost antiquated in its um, in the darkness of it, mm-hmm. as opposed to Batman v Superman, where it's just it's so bleak. Yeah, it was so dark. And like, <sighs> I mean, there was such a key moment in it that wouldn't have even happened you know if if they if superman had just been like hey batman like my mom is in trouble you know as opposed to like having this huge fight well i mean there wouldn't be much of a movie but it it just felt so forced Mm -hmm. you know it was like we have to have this epic battle right now and so no one's gonna say anything no one knows how to talk about their feelings no one knows how to communicate it's just a bunch of guys hitting each other. And I well, was like, okay. And the, the communication between the two doesn't even really start until Lois shows up. Yeah. Like, she gets there the, and suddenly it's like, that's his mom's name. The movie is almost like uh, men need women to c- help them communicate with each other. Yeah. Which well. is true. I mean, that's, that's a fact of life. <laughs> but. I don't know. I really hope not for the sake of. Humanity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, now that's a bleak outlook. I mean, you know, that's Batman v Superman. And that's the thing is, honestly, watching it did not make me excited for the Snyder Cut. Like, I, Justice League I thought was decent. Mm -hmm. I didn't love it, but I definitely enjoyed it more than Batman v Superman. It's simpler. and, And I know that a lot of fans of the... Bat- the original Batman v Superman and th- who really want the Snyder Cut are very much in the camp that Justice League oversimplified things and that Snyder's version would have been a more complicated version. The thing is, I think that the plot is more complicated, but I actually think the... Or, sorry, I think that in Justice League, the plot is less complicated, mm-hmm. but the characters are more complicated and more well-rounded because we see different sides of them as opposed to just like angry Batman 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there was there was humor and there was lightness as well as like a seriousness that they were dealing with, and I, I thought it was better balanced. I, I agree with that. I think that the complaint that is levied at the Joss Whedon cut a lot is the way that it treats Wonder Woman. And when we were watching, we both commented on the way that Gal Gadot is shot in that movie. Yeah, is many very times. Different. There's a lot of shots that feature her rear end. Yeah. Um, that you don't. Which is just kind of like unnecessary. You're like, okay, I, I mean, I, sure. Yeah, and <laughs> I, Batman v Superman has a little bit of that, but mm-hmm. it's it's mostly. I think Zack Snyder really likes backless dresses. But they're such impeccable haute couture backless dresses that you are almost okay with it. Oh, yeah. It's like that's a stunning gown. It's not, you know. It's not, okay, Batman's going to ride this thing down, but we're going to shoot it so that half of the screen is Wonder Woman's ass and the other half is Batman on a forklift. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the points where I turned to you and I kind of was like, yeah, what? It was. It's a shot that's so blatant about the way that it's shot yeah that i it's one of the few things that i truly remember from seeing it in theaters yeah was sitting there being like that oh we're just lingering on a butt okay cool yeah why <laughs> yeah yeah i yeah that was definitely one thing that kind of bothered me about the movie because it just that that was that became more apparent especially like after that shot i was like okay mm-hmm. i see what we're doing here yeah yeah it's tough because there's there's points in the movie where i like that they call it out um i i don't have a problem with the aquaman sitting on the lasso of truth moment that is essentially also objectifying wonder woman but i appreciated it for the type of character that they're setting aquaman up to be in the movie Mm -hmm. it feels very in line with that yeah and also that feels like the movie is in its dialogue trying to call out the fact that there's one major female superhero there yeah it's just interesting to me that in the dialogue it calls that out in that way but also in the framing and the shooting of it it seems to take the opposite approach as far as like the feminism spectrum or whatever you want to call that and having both of those in the movie is interesting to me. It's trying to like have its cake and eat it too. Yeah. Which is, you know, is a phrase that I actually hate because I've never had cake and not eaten it. But <laughs> the, that is true. the film wants to treat Wonder Woman as the go-to next leader. Mm-hmm. The, there's a big plot point in the movie about Bruce setting Diana up to lead the team when he thinks that Superman isn't coming. Um, spoilers for a movie that if it's you're here to talk about the Justice long, League Snyder so. Cut, you probably know. Yeah. Um, but so it wants to set up the whole Wonder Woman could lead the team thing, but it also wants to be like, well, ladies are good to look at. <laughs> yeah. I'm... How do you feel about the mustache or lack of mustache? <laughs> Woof. It was so hard to watch. <laughs> Every time every time you could tell that it was a reshoot with like and with the edited out mustache it was like i couldn't see anything else and it's so what's what's crazier is the shots where he isn't cgi'd it's so 
it's almost weird to look at him normal in those shots. Yeah. Because you've almost started to get used to his, like, weird Shrek mouth. Teeth. Yeah, it's... Mm, yeah. CJ has come a long way, and yet there's still some hurdles we can't overcome. Apparently mustaches are one of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that was weird. And, and but like, what they had to. They didn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. They wanted to recut the movie. And what's interesting to me is that all reports show that the movie was starting to be retooled and reshaped before Zack Snyder left. So Zack Snyder wasn't... Fi- if, you, if you don't know what happened, if you don't know what the whole Snyder Cut thing is, Zack Snyder was the original director of Justice League. While it was coming... While they were filming it, Batman v Superman came out to weird, mixed, mostly negative reviews, I think. And a tepid response from audiences. I mean, this is a movie that featured Batman and Superman for the first time on the big screen, and it didn't make a billion dollars. Yeah. It didn't even come close. Which I don't... I'm, like, not surprised after watching it. (laughs) I Yeah, but it's still, like... I mean, it's it's the first appearance of Batman and Superman on screen together. Mm Mm-hmm. On t- on uh, on the big screen, mm-hmm. ever, and well, on the big screen, live action, ever. You have to put so many qualifiers in front of these things now because <laughs> superheroes are in so many mediums. But yeah, for that to not make a billion dollars, I think was shocking to everyone, especially because Man of Steel is generally a liked movie. People yeah. are excited for the next Henry Cavill adventure of Superman. Yeah, he's he's great. I he's a great Superman. A Superman. He's perfect. I want a Man of Steel too so bad. I love Lois Lane. Uh, Amy Adams' Lois Lane is so good. Totally. Um, I love Lawrence Fishburne as Perry White. He's so sassy <laughs> sometimes. Um, but so the, that movie comes out. It doesn't do what Warner Brothers wanted. And so they started to retool with Zack Snyder still at the helm. So it's not like the, that movie came out and Warner Brothers was like, well, you're fired. We're going to bring in Joss Whedon. Tragedy struck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I can't imagine Zack Snyder lost his daughter. And I, I, I yeah. yeah. I said that and I was like, did I just get that wrong on video <laughs> forever? <laughs> um, but no, uh, sorry, it's not funny. I just, my anxieties are funny to me. Uh, and he was unable to finish the movie. And I totally understand that. I don't know what I would do in that scenario. Yeah. I don't know what anyone would do in that scenario. That that would be like the most painful thing in the world. And so it, it is interesting that the reason he left the movie wasn't that Warner Brothers didn't want him to finish it. Mm-hmm. It was more because because it from all reports, it sounds like he was working with Warner Brothers to retool the movie towards what they wanted. Uh, And he just didn't get to do that. What makes me curious is, are we going to get the Snyder Cut that was pre-Batman v Superman coming out and pre-Warner Brothers stepping in and being like, hey, we need to change some things here. Mm -hmm. Or are we going to get post-Batman v Superman coming out pre his daughter's unfortunate death and the re slightly retooled Zack Snyder and Warner Brothers edition of this. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's interesting because I like watching that movie. It seems so different from the other two that Justice League. Yeah, Justice yeah. League. Sorry, seems so much different from the other two that. But but yet I know 
because of the mustache that like certain shots and you know obviously storylines and things were there originally Mm -hmm. but it just it just does not feel even close to the same world Mm -hmm. as the other two and so that's what i'm going to be really curious to see is actually how much is the same yeah um because there's stuff that has to be there's we know they didn't reshoot the whole movie yeah yeah they couldn't have written a whole new script they couldn't have Mm -hmm. reshot the entire movie you know so there are things that are the same i just wonder what that's gonna look like with different direction yeah especially because warner brothers has or i don't know if warner brothers has said it but it has come out that warner brothers is not allowing reshoots to happen with the original actors Mm -hmm. so there won't be any new shots coming out right so they're going to be doing the cgi that's unfinished because i think what what you know what people like me have been saying when i was like the zack sanders the snyder cut's never going to happen was that i was i was in the camp that they're never going to spend 30 million dollars. yeah it's too much too much work too much money you would never because the as far as I can tell, and no one ever really knows this because financials on movies are so complicated and the books are what they are. Yeah. Justice League didn't make money. It didn't turn a profit. It wasn't a huge profitable adventure for Warner Brothers. All right. I was always in the camp that Warner Brothers would never have any reason to put money into a movie they've already lost money on and yeah. release it again, hoping that people will like it. I think maybe though now the hype is actually going to end up making them money. But I, I don't see it happening. And and this is where I get confused about this whole thing. I totally get that HBO Max is probably a great place to put it out. You're not going to do a full theatrical cut. Or, or obviously this wouldn't be the theatrical cut. You wouldn't do a theatrical release mm-hmm. because you're going to have to advertise. It's going to be expensive. HBO Max is a much cheaper place to put it out. Totally. Even though you still have to spend $30 million on it. But when I think about these streaming wars that we're in and the competition when disney announced mandalorian i feel like mandalorian has about as much draw on me personally as seeing the snyder cut does right the difference for me is that mandalorian can go forever they can make as many seasons as they want to make yep and there's 10 eight eight episodes in the first season so i got eight weeks of that connection which is two months of me paying into disney plus Mm-hmm. the Snyder Cut is not going to get sequels. Yeah. It's not going to get... There, there's nothing to build off of this for the streaming platform. There's no future audience for this. Right. It is a one hit for the streaming platform. And yes, maybe you get a bunch of people signing up the month that it comes out, but financially long-term, in order to make that $30 million back, the number of people that have to sign up is a lot. For And for, yeah, first consecutive months. Because you could get it for a month. Mm-hmm. And then it, maybe it's just for the Snyder. So what? And then I I don't even. But how are they going to keep even, people? People aren't even going to pay for that first bit. You're going to sign up for your free trial, whether it's a seven day free trial or a fourteen day fourteen day free trial. That's You're true. going to watch that one movie unless HBO Max is going to put out a bunch of other new content that's available only on that streaming service. Hmm. But right now, and you know, I'm someone you know. I follow this stuff. Yep. Constantly. I couldn't really tell you what new content is going to be exclusive to HBO Max. Yeah, I was just going to ask that. You know, like, what else do they have? Because if they, this is all they got... They have HBO. They have yeah. a, all of Warner Brothers. They have a huge catalog of stuff that I've already seen. Yeah, but I mean, like, new 
material. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I, I, I don't know. And the Snyder Cut isn't even coming out till next year. So HBO Max, which comes out today or yesterday or it's coming out right days. now. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard because we're not filming this on Monday because this will go up at like seven o'clock in the morning and yeah. we will be asleep. HBO Max is going to come out with almost no new content that I'm aware of. Right. Literally no new content. Or if I can't tell you anything. I guess you can rewatch Game of Thrones. <laughs> you can absolutely rewatch Game of Thrones. <laughs> but you can already do that on one of the other two streaming services they have. Yeah. There are already two HBO <laughs> streaming services. Yeah. So is, the, so is the goal to move people over to HBO Max? Because it's going to include more things, or wh- like, I what don't is the know. max? One, well, what's so what's weird about HBO Max is that HBO Max isn't HBO. Oh, HBO Max is HBO, all of Warner Brothers. It's the Disney Plus of the Warner Brothers catalog. Huh. Okay. But HBO already has HBO Go and HBO Now, which are just HBO and not Warner Brothers stuff. Hmm. So HBO Max is also HBO, but more. It's also all of DC Universe, so which I, is a separate streaming app that this company owns that is going to have content both on DC Universe and on HBO Max. So you could pay, hmm. but I don't know if HBO Max is going to have comics on it, which DC Universe does, which is why I love DC Universe and why I use it is to read the comics. Yeah. So you could have to pay to get the movies from HBO and then the comics from DC Universe and... It, it, their model for their streaming service has been so complicated Hmm. and i truly i want it to work because i like a lot of the content that warner brothers owns and i want an easy way to watch it but they need to make it less complicated for me i can't do it for them listening to this i'm like i just netflix like (laughs) disney did such a good job when they were like all right it's disney plus and you're like What's Disney Plus? What's the plus? And they're like, all right, if you go to Disney Plus, the top of the page, it says Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, National Geographic. And you look at that bar across and you're like, I know exactly what's here. Mm -hmm. It's all in one place. Mm -hmm. It's a low price. Done. Yeah. I signed up immediately. DC Universe. I paid. I I was when um, they announced it at Comic-Con two years ago, I think. I bought that 15-month prescription, subscription that they announced. (laughs) I paid, it was like, if you buy during Comic-Con, pay for 12 months, get 15. Gotcha. We can't tell you what's going to be on this thing yet. We were putting it out. I jumped on because I was like, I I love DC. I'm going to support this. Totally. HBO is putting out, it's HBO Max, but there's all, we're not going to explain it and we're not going to tell you what's going to be on it except for this one thing that will be on it next year. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't feel like they've done a good job marketing this. Well, and you called it. What do you mean? Like the, that they, you thought they might be putting that cut on there because you're like, what else have they got? Yeah. Like, I mean, the DC extended universe is in a weird position because it doesn't have television shows because the television shows are in the Berlanti verse which is a great universe of television that I love. And we're going to get into after our sponsor, the camera just stopped, (laughs) but the audio will continue and the camera will cut back in. Hey, what's up YouTube folks. Um, After we go to our sponsor break, uh, we'll talk about some weird news in the Berlanti verse this week. (laughs) 
So I, because all of DC's television is over there, they're not building a TV universe off of their movies the way Marvel is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you create for HBO Max under the DC umbrella, especially when you haven't figured out your DC movies yet. Because yeah. I love Aquaman. I love I <laughs> Birds of Prey. I was oh, amazed. That was a fantastic movie. The, it, impeccably directed. Probably my favorite like DC Universe movie that I've seen. Not that I've seen all of them, but... It's between that and Aquaman for me, with Wonder Woman coming in close behind those. See, I haven't seen Aquaman yet. I've seen Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman was meh. Um, honestly, I think Birds of Prey takes it. You're like the only woman who didn't like Wonder Woman. No, I thought, like, honestly, I thought the end kind of spoiled the whole movie. Yeah, the movie I was, agree. like, good, like pretty decent i was like having a good time for most of it and then it got to the end and i was like eh, yeah no. it, it works for me until remus lupin is like i am the god of war yeah and you're like and then no, the point was that there, no. it's about chris pine and you're like oh okay cool and yeah. it was just and then the power of love it was very disappointing to me yeah it's 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 wild to me because the moment before that when she's like oh you can't solve war by killing the god of war it's because men are complicated and <laughs> some of them are bad. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the best lesson for this movie to have. Yeah. How brilliant. And then, and then the next beat is, it. oh, no, wait, there is a God of War. And if you kill him, f- fighting stops. Yeah. And it, you're like, what? It was, I, it, it, yeah, it felt cheap. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Like It didn't look cheap. No, no, it no. It looked expensive as no, no. hell. No, but. no, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, they, they like, cheaped out with the storyline. Like, it could have been, I think, really deep, and it could have just been a lot better, and I think they took an easy cop-out. Yeah, I think, I think that the stuff before that is so good mm-hmm. that a lot of people love it so much, and I totally understand that. Yeah. The No Man's Land scene is stunning. Absolutely. And the first time I saw it, I was so blown away by that scene that I missed the next five minutes of the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I was just sitting Blacked there. Blacked out. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yeah. And I t- there, there's stuff in that movie that is unparalleled. It just that that twer- that Aries turn at the end really just takes me out of yeah everything that came before it. yeah but I I honestly I liked Birds of Prey start to finish yeah. and I think like I said I haven't seen Aquaman but I think it kind of knocks Wonder Woman out of the park for me hands down but that, my point here is that like we're people who enjoy these kinds of movies we're people who go to these movies opening night and the number of films in this series that we are highly pro on is not the majority mm-hmm. i i man of steel is up there for me too i always forget man of steel because it was so it came out so long ago now that i don't like think about it but i really i like that movie a lot i liked it but no. honestly like it didn't like stick with me you know what i mean like birds of prey made an impression mm-hmm. we were like wow that was fantastic man yeah. of steel was like sure yeah it was good mm-hmm. you know didn't hate it B- birds of prey is artistic yeah in a way that not many superhero movies even try to be yeah it they yeah they went in a direction that was similar to what the joker did but mm, haven't seen that one yet <laughs> i love that we're doing a 
podcast about nerd things. And you're like, okay. I've consumed 30% of this. Okay, I've seen, like, most of the Marvel movies. I just... Most. Uh, I think there's uh, one or... No. I got work to do. Sorry. I think there's one or two I haven't seen. But well, I've seen I have all of them. them. So we'll, we'll figure out which one. We're going to watch them. I just, you know... But, yeah, no, my, my point in all that is the the for for hbo max making this 30 dollar move for the snyder cut 30 million dollar move 30 million dollar move for the snyder cut i don't see what this is going to add for the subscription service long term Mm -hmm. as far as profitability yeah Yeah, and maybe enough people sign up just to watch it that they turn a profit on that one movie but the these subscription the, the, the subscription aspect of the streaming wars is not about um, individual movie making money. No, no. You have to keep people engaged it's about for user months retention. on end. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you can't just come out with one thing because, you know, that's why we rent the movie on, like, what do you... <laughs> I don't even know. On Optic TV we rented. Yeah, yeah whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. Or, you know, you rent it on Prime or whatever. Because... Yeah. Speaking of user retention, hopefully we will retain you as we go into our break. We will see you right after. And we're back. If you're just joining us, how? This isn't live. <laughs> it's a podcast. How did you click to this specific moment in the middle of the podcast? Teach me your ways. <laughs> don't. I don't need to know that. I'm good. I'm good listening to a thing from the beginning right through to the end. <laughs> I'm glad for you. <laughs> um, we've been speaking a lot about DC Extended Universe. Mm-hmm. And in the end, we got into that Berlant Universe. And if we didn't have to do that little subscriber or um, sponsor bit in the middle, it would have been a great <laughs> natural segue into the bizarre news that a certain redhead, <laughs> who's a fake redhead, like you. Uh, wow, I feel attacked right now. <laughs> your roots are... 14 inches long people know it's a balayage okay it's not it's supposed. A what? that's what the technique is called it's a balayage so that my roots are darker than my ends a balayage sounds like something my ballet teacher would have spanked me with a meter <laughs> stick for back in the day <laughs> yeah that sounds about right straight chin your back in your balayage <laughs> uh, and i wonder how i became the adult i became today <laughs> but our, our our favorite fake redhead Cassandra Kane, otherwise known as Batwoman, will no longer be played by Ruby Rose. Her secret identity behind her secret identity is changing. <laughs> and mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, that's that's going to be interesting. Mm-hmm. I am more so I've I watched Batwoman until we got on the ship mm-hmm. in February. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen the majority of the first season. Yeah. And I mostly, it it's not my favorite Berlantiverse show. All right. That still goes to The Flash. Um, But I will say that Alice, played by, oh God, her name is, I think, Rachel something. I should know that. Um, I, I She is the most compelling performance of a villain in the show since, in any of these shows, since... Um, Manu Bennett as Deathstroke in the second season of Arrow. Mm-hmm. He, she is so good on screen. And I really love her performance and 
it's so captivating what she's doing with that and so i'm you know i'm planning on watching the rest of that season when Mm -hmm. i have the chance but the show you know it just it wasn't capturing me in the way that i wanted it to Mm-hmm. And I didn't know if I was going to keep watching through season two, especially when I thought that we were going to be on the ship and yeah. we wouldn't have access. But now I I will watch the, at the very least, I'm coming back for that first episode to see how they handle this. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I, I got to see that because it's, it's going to be such a jarring, and I mean like, you can look at it and knowing and understanding, you know, why it happened and what happened, but still seeing that visual, I feel like it's just going to be so odd. Depending on how they do it. I think mm-hmm. there's a world where you just have a new Batwoman. Yeah. It's not like com- comic books. How many Robins have there been? How many Batmans have there been? But is she going to come back to facilitate that? Or is it just going to be this sudden shift? Cassandra Kane dies who takes over i i think personally if i was writing it and this was thrown at me that show is blessed with very talented women there are a lot of female actors on that show who are all excellent Mm -hmm. i would just have one of them take on the mantle she's got a sister the, and and the problem with that, I will admit, is that Warner Brothers has committed to casting a LGBT actress mm-hmm. in the role of Batwoman. And I don't know if they have someone on the show who is already LGBT. And I don't know how they would fulfill that from within. But if I, if it was me, I would just take one of the actresses that we have on contract and be like, do you want to be Batwoman now? Because then you have Cassandra Kane died. Who takes over in her place? Mm-hmm someone who we know and who we know cares about cassandra and would care about her legacy and cares about the city i think that would be an easier transition with their commitment to cast someone who's lgbt they can't really do that and so they kind of have to introduce someone new right and it's it's do you introduce someone new as cassandra or do you introduce someone new as batwoman yeah and i don't know i don't (laughs) i don't have a good answer for that you, you, you're putting your writers in a position, not putting them in. Ruby Rose has every right to not want to continue. And Absolutely. I don't, you know, I don't want to say that, but they barely got to finish their first season because of COVID and the production <laughs> being shut down early. Mm-hmm. And now they're, you know, this, this poor show is not really getting its fighting chance to get started. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. We, we're kind of in a similar position in some ways now where you know we came off of jersey boys and now we're headed into a period where you know we're probably going to get asked back we might be we don't know yet how that's going to work and we're looking at going back with like what does it mean for us to go back to work in this covid world mm-hmm. on a cruise ship yeah it, especially if we're asked to go back before there's a vaccine yeah and I think that everyone is kind of in a position now that's similar to Ruby's. Obviously, hers is not as universal as everyone else's. Mm-hmm. But there, there is a feeling in the world. I know, you know, my family's going through it with people with things reopening and people going back to work of mm-hmm. like, how do I feel about going into the office right now? Yeah. And I can equate that to Ruby Rose. You know, she broke her back. 
Yeah, which is like awful. That's, you know, that's not just I sprained my ankle. I just need a few weeks and then I'll be, you know, tip top shape. It's that's like a lifelong thing that now she's going to have to make sure that she takes care of Mm -hmm. so that it doesn't just affect the quality of life for the rest of her life. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's tough. And I, I fully support her decision, you know, to take care of herself. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to put you got to put your health first. If it's about that. I mean, there's no they, they haven't really said what it's all about. But. Yeah. I mean, that that would be, I guess, my inference from the situation. Um, and I, I think I would make the same call. Yeah. If I got hurt the first time I did an action scene, I'd be like, you know what? There's a lot of plays that don't have any action in them. Yeah. I didn't break my back on Orange is the New Black. I'm going to go back to being in prison yeah. for fake C's. I'm not going to, you know. <laughs> She's great on Orange is the New Black. I really like her. I have watched. not seen that. No, I tried. I wasn't my thing. Mm, yeah. I liked Wentworth, but Orange is the New Black, I wasn't a fan of. Wentworth. I it's like the that. Australian version. Oh. It's a little darker. <laughs> I would love to see Ruby Rose in something with an Australian accent. Oh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it's her actual accent. Yep. And I've never heard her. I've actually never even seen an interview of her speaking as herself. So I don't know what she sounds like. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. No, that would be cool. Uh, maybe that'll be our next project. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just interesting. I, you know, the, the Berlantiverse has had to shuffle a couple of things around casting wise. There have been a few recasts over mm-hmm. the years for tv reasons or whatever but you know their main people have been their main people and they've they lucked out with those cast members their cast members are all incredibly warm and positive people who have had really like positive social media lives obviously Mm -hmm. the behind the scenes team has had some issues in the me too movement but for the most part their on-screen talent has gotten through that yeah unscathed and so this is going to be an interesting test for that franchise to see how they adapt. The The strongest aspect of Ruby Rose's Batman in my, or Batwoman, in my opinion, was her and Melissa Benoist on screen and chemistry in the stuff that they did together in Crisis and in the Elseworlds story. And I really liked their take on Supergirl and Batwoman working together. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to miss that moving forward. Um, especially as we're getting Superman and Lois next year. And I would have really loved to have seen how Superman would have worked with the Batwoman that we had, given his relationship with the Bruce of that world yeah, and the Batman of that world and his disappearance. And so we're not going to get that now. Or, or we will, but just... A different... Very different. Version. Whatever that... <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I wonder if they'll cast another Australian to do an American accent to hope that they end up with the same almost American accent. <laughs> uh, it could. Could be. I would That'd love, be a choice. I would love to get that casting call that's like, we need you to sound like an Australian who's trying to be American. <laughs> uh, yeah, that... I, I feel like a, like an actor like looking at that and reading that i'd be like what well it's like that audition that i had to do the other day where i was like practicing a chicago accent oh and then yeah. i finally read the email and they were like please do a very very light accent and i was like well 
I just wasted 17 hours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, you know what? You put the work in. You, you put the work in. I didn't get it, so you know, it doesn't matter. But... <laughs> I'm proud of you anyways. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's 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 a weird time. I, I what, What's really interesting to me, especially about this, is that the people making Batwoman have to do all this, but also don't know when they're gonna be making batwoman <laughs> yeah season i know too like is it gonna be next month is it gonna be next year who knows television shows for the fall season would start ramping up soon yeah um and their production would be starting up in um, you know two months typically so my thought is like do they cast someone now thinking that they're gonna film in two months or do they get more time to figure this out because of covid yeah Honestly, they might get more time. It just, I mean, just because who knows when things are going to come back and, you know, they can always take the time and mm-hmm. come back when they feel like they have a solid plan. I feel like, honestly, scrambling and pushing it is going to lead to a worse result. Yeah. You know? That is interesting because they have tried the moving things around with Legends of Tomorrow being a mid-season summer show. And they have seen success with shows in this universe being off of the fall-spring schedule. As well as the fact that with Superman and Lois and Birds of... uh, Not Birds of Prey, what what are they calling it? It's Green Arrow and the uh, Canaries. Mm. With those two shows joining the lineup next year and them only losing Arrow, the number of superhero shows coming out weekly on that channel is so high right now. Yeah. With Flash and Supergirl and Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman, Superman and <laughs> Lois, Green Arrow and the Canaries, and Legend of Tomorrow. You have six hours of weekly superhero television to get through. Mm-hmm. They could push Batwoman and it's not like it would be missed in the short term. Yeah. If it got pushed, definitely it would be missed in the long term because having a bat in that Justice League universe. <laughs> Black Lightning. I forgot about Black Lightning, which I love. There's so much like <laughs> there's, there's so, so much. much weekly television in that that pushing it to the summer with Legends of Tomorrow might almost, you know, benefit it just because people are overloaded on content weekly. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, uh, especially with um what um I I remember after um, Infinity War and Endgame came out, people kind of superheroed out. Mm-hmm. So maybe spacing it out. People say that all the time yeah and people are like oh god endgame's done we're done we don't need superheroes for a while and then spider-man far from home comes okay, out two months later so good <laughs> but this is my point people are yeah. like i'm superheroed out and then immediately give a billion dollars to disney again yeah no You're one's right. superheroed out people don't like bad movies okay fair and people don't really like mediocre movies yeah marvel's gotten away with a couple Mm-hmm. not in a long time i i've i enjoyed... thought infinity war was mediocre i think infinity war is a masterpiece i know we have I different think opinions Endgame on is this. a masterpiece and i think together they're a masterpiece Endgame i thought was great infinity war was lackluster i i don't <laughs> i can't even begin to imagine how you feel that way i right. just <laughs> i can't yeah, no, those I'm... two movies are not movies, but they are spectacles, and they are incredible. Okay. I 
yeah infinity war and endgame is like when i'm 70 i'm going to talk about them the way some people talk about watching joe mantana play in the super bowl <laughs> i was there in the theaters when endgame came i was out. there opening night on 42nd street in new york city when infinity war came out and i knew i knew they were gonna snap and people were gonna dust away i just knew because you know i read the comic 20 years earlier but when all of those plebeians who didn't know started to cry around me and i got to have that laugh no you cried oh i was crying tears of joy the whole movie are you kidding me <laughs> oh uh oh yeah when <laughs> i am groot i am steve rogers <laughs> he's one of the greatest character beats in any movie i i'll fight you i will fight infinity war is great mm. peter dinklage everything about that movie i just it's so good mm, okay yeah <laughs> thor putting that eye into his face and you're like ew okay yeah okay it's still good i love it i don't know we've gotten off of batwoman we did My it's bad. tough i don't know what else to say about it because like we don't have the news of her new casting yet yeah and yeah. we don't know if the show's coming back. We don't know when the show might come back. What we don't know do we when know? the world's coming back. <laughs> yeah. Where did it go? I, it's out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. And we're inside being smart. Yes, we and are. not hanging out with everyone at, at the a park. park. <laughs> In Toronto. Are you, are you trying to call it specific people right now? Uh, you know, if I knew who it was, they'd hear from me. That's fair. Yeah, thankfully, I don't. I don't think any of my friends are breaking social distancing. Yeah, I don't think mine are either, from the looks of my Facebook feed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, I you know what a downer to end this episode of the podcast on. I'm sorry. It's 100 percent your fault. I know. I that's I'm why delightful. I apologized. You are delightful. I'm not arguing that. <laughs> yeah um if you're yeah if you're a star wars fan maybe come check out the youtube channel later on today if you're watching on youtube welcome i know this is not the greatest camera angle ever but you know we're just trying to figure this out figure out how we want to do this (laughs) and we'll do better next time Mm. that that should be the slogan of our channel we get nerdy nightly and we'll We'll do better better next next time time. (laughs) and um you know i think we're both in the position where we're really enjoying making this stuff Mm. and getting better at it yep definitely (laughs) <laughs> uh, thank you for that addition i i try you know what? i have a lot of wonderful things to say i just have to hold some of them back you know i, I can't give away too much <laughs> too much content too quickly yeah you know gotta save the good stuff well we have to record that video that we keep saying is coming out tomorrow we do yeah and then i have to edit it at some point so i'm sorry why are you sorry i'm enjoying it we're having a good time doing this we hope that you are too we hope that you'll subscribe if you're on the youtube please subscribe to the channel we are trying to get to 100 subscribers so we can get that custom url and have <laughs> youtube.com slash nerdy nightly mm-hmm. that's the dream it, that i mean dream bigger than that babe you know what for now that's the dream <laughs> <laughs> we'll dream in increments yeah yeah, 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 yeah. they get progressively bigger um also if you want to hit that uh notifications bell if you're listening to the podcast go to youtube and subscribe that'd be great um but if you know if you're looking to listen to this again don't want to come to youtube every time we are available everywhere podcasts are downloaded Mm -hmm. which is great thanks to anchor (laughs) um yeah that's it yeah give us a follow on all our social medias we got 
Instagram, obviously YouTube. We have them all. What else we got? We got Twitch. That's coming soon. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Uh, Ariel will be back on the Clark's Cars Twitch page. Um, yep, June, June 1st. First, um, with, uh, about 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So whatever that means for you. <laughs> yeah. It's 2 o'clock here. Yeah, 2 o'clock here. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. We're going to be back with some Skyrim. I can't wait. And then if that works on our internet, I'm going to try and Twitch stream after that, which will be fun. And <laughs> uh, it will be something. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, again, my name's Dave Webb. I'm Arielle Edwards. Do something nerdy tonight. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.